Good morning. <clears throat> Happy New Year from myself and SpongeBob. <clears throat> I hope you had a great, a great Christmas break, um, time off from, from work and, and normal and normal things. You know, over the Christmas time, you often get to do things that ordinarily you wouldn't have have the time to do. And on one, on one day, I got up early because I had a really complicated jigsaw puzzle that I wanted to do. So I got up really, really early. Um, early and by the evening, by, by bedtime, I'd finished this jigsaw. I was so proud of myself. I was really proud because on the side of the box, it said four to six years. But um, I managed to get it done within, within a day. I mean, well, well, for the next half an hour or so. Okay. But um, I know talking to a few people, 2020 is, I think there's a lot of excitement and anticipation about what's going to happen over the, over the, coming, the, coming, the, coming, the coming year. And particularly I'm talking about Liverpool. And this is the year, this is the year that the mighty Reds lift the Premiership trophy for the first time. So there's an anticipation for that. So, but I'm excited about it anyway, and a few more people are as well. Maybe if you're not interested in football, then ignore that part. Okay, we're going to spiritualise it now. As surprise encourages us to do, we come to a moment where we spiritualise things. <laughs> so I believe so. There are a few things I wanted to um, encourage us over the for the coming the coming uh, the coming year, and I'm sure um, over the Christmas period, as you've been meeting friends and family. Who has said or had it said to you, have a great year? I know I've said it. But what do, what do we mean by say, have a great, have a great year? It's one of those kind of, have a great year. It's one of those, what does it really, really, really mean? It can be quite vague. Can it, does, it, does it mean have lots of exciting adventures? Does it, does it mean have lots of, lots of holidays? Does it mean have no problems, no upsets all year? Does it really mean that? If it means that for you, then, then brilliant. But what I want to talk about today, what God fairly, uh, felt God is saying today, is that 2020 is going to be a greater year for Jubilee. Yeah. What do we mean by that? And that's what I want to unpack and speak into the church, that Jubilee is going to have a greater 2020 year. Who knows God multiplies things? You know, when God created Adam and he created Eve, he said, go and multiply and fill the earth. And I'm sure they had great fun in doing that. <laughs> he said to, Adam, um, to Abraham, he said he took this, 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 uh, this guy, this obscure guy from an obscure country, well advanced in the years. And he took him and he said, look in the sky. So how many stars can you, can you then see? He says, your descendants are going to outnumber the stars of the sky from this one man. And when Jesus was around here on the earth, a little boy brought his fish finger sandwich to him. And Jesus took this sandwich and he fed 5,000 plus people with this one lunchbox. Because God multiplies from the small things. God takes those small things, those small beginnings, and he multiplies them to create massive, huge things. So we can look back into 2019 and we can see many, many things where we can celebrate, um, celebrate what, what God has done amongst us in the, the church. Should we next slide up? 
please. Um, so over the past the past year, I was talking to Alison over the over the holidays. Jubilee Storehouse had roughly 350 children come through the storehouse over the year, serving them, giving clothes and different items, praying for them, talking to them, hearing stories. 350. I mean, I didn't I didn't know it was as big as that. But 350 children came through the store, the store, uh, the storehouse. We've had roughly two or three new life groups that have been created over the over the year, as the church has grown and people have been been added. Life groups is a crucial part of the life of the church. So if you're not in 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 a particular life group at the moment, I think the names come, the different uh, faces come up at the at the end. Find somebody that leads 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 a life group. Get, get, it, get involved. We've had two, two or three created over the year. We've had roughly 25 to 30 people over the year that have done the Freedom in Christ course. And a week on Tuesday, um, we're starting a new Freedom in Christ course in the Neaton. We're doing that as a, as a life group together. There's been countless stories of people sharing what God has done through different situations and different, and different families. And then we finished the year being given a shiny brand new elder in Paul Norris. So 2020, uh, 2019, we've got a lot to celebrate um, what, God has, what God has done has done among us. And I want us to just to take a moment, just to stand and to appraise, not applaud, we're going to appraise God because of what he's done. So can we, can, we, can we stand together just for a moment? And let's just give God a thanks for what he's done over the 2019. Thank you. Let's just give him a praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus, what you've done for those life groups. Thank you for those families. Thank you, Father Paul. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Take, please take a seat. So, what do we mean by having a greater year in 2020? Well, I think it means that when we come into the new, into the new, the new year, we don't press the reset button and try and think about some new, trendy, fashionable way of doing church in the coming year. But I believe we celebrate God for what he's done and seek God for more for the coming, the coming year. You know, there's, there's a real momentum that has been gathering over the, over the, the, previous, the, pre, uh, the previous year with the different preaching that has taken place, the different topics that, have, that, have, um, that we've uh, then had the different guest speakers that we've had amongst us over the year. There's been a real momentum building it in the church for what God is calling us to do as a community, as a body. And I really believe that that momentum is going to carry on into the coming, the coming year. So what I want to base this, this 2020 uh, greater, greater year on is just uh, two, two verses from John's, John's Gospel. Uh, they're going to come up on the there we go up on the screen, and this was part of of a talk that Jesus was giving to his disciples shortly before Jesus went to the cross, and he was getting his disciples together. He was kind of giving them that that final briefing, that final talk before Jesus was to uh, was to be leaving 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 them, and Jesus said, he "said I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing." He would do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So Jesus said to his disciples there, 
He says, you're going to do the things that I've been doing. You're going to do things that you've seen me do. But you're going to do greater things than these. What did Jesus mean when he said you're going to do greater things? Did Jesus, Jesus mean that, he was going to, that they would do more spectacular miracles and signs and wonders that, that Jesus did? Well, good luck to you if you think you can. Because shortly before Jesus gave the, gave the, the talk here, he raised Lazarus from the dead. So if you can top that, all power to you. But I don't think Jesus did, did, did mean that. What Jesus was talking about was the scope and the impact that them as disciples were going to have on the, the world. You know, when Jesus ministered here on the earth, he ministered roughly within about a 100-mile radius of where of the, the towns like Jerusalem and other different places that he was around. Roughly 100, 100 miles. Now, one of the last things that Jesus said to his disciples when he'd, 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 he'd risen, he'd, he'd ascended, and he was talking to his disciples, and he said that, you know, you're going to be the, the, the witnesses here in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what Jesus was talking about, about here is that yeah, he, Jesus ministered within this fairly small area. He says, but the impact that you as disciples are going to have when, you st- when the church is formed, your impact is going to be greater and wider. The scope is going to be so much further than this 100-mile radius that Jesus has been ministering. That's what Jesus means when he said that you will do greater things. And that's what Jesus is talking to us as a church, 2020 is going to be a greater year because the scope and the impact of Jubilee Church is going to go further than what it did in 2019. You know, when I was, this, 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 this passage here, these two kind of verses there, over the um, past few, few weeks or so since I was asked to, to, uh, to share today, these, these verses are being like, you know when you get a piece of food stuck in your tooth and you, can, you just can't quite get it? These, these verses are being like, like a piece of food stuck in, in my tooth. It's been like, what does it, what does it mean, really? Like, you, know, you spend some time on it and it doesn't shift and eventually it pops out. A bit of food pops out. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that I do, when it, you know, if it, to help you, if you, you know, when you study the Bible, I know, um, there's the uh, the Bible School Friday, um, but one of the things that I kind of do, if there's a particular passage or a particular thing that, that is that um, is there, and I'm not quite sure what does it really, really mean, is try and find another verse in the Bible where the, the word is kind of the same word is used, and then you can kind of see what is is then uh, the meaning is. So I've got my little Greek dictionary out. Little, uh, a little Greek, and um, the same word um, actually used in a different in a different way was used when Jesus told the parable of the mustard the mustard seed. Jesus said there's going to be a, there's, you know, the mustard seed is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when it grows, it becomes the largest of garden plants, and the tree and the birds come and sit in the branches and things. Now the word largest is the same word as greater. So when we think about that parable, we can kind of under, we kind of get what Jesus was talking about. This this small seed, this this small mustard seed, becomes grows and becomes the largest branch, largest tree in the the garden. 
So when we apply that to the word greater, we can say, well, something small that God has given us, some small gift, some, you know, some, something that God is asking us to do, we serve into that, and the impact is so much greater. So it's like Jesus was saying, if I was to um, rewrite, I'm not going to rewrite the Bible, just to be clear, but if I was to kind of paraphrase the verse, it was like saying, Jesus was saying, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. In fact, you will have the same power and authority, and the scope of your impact will not be limited to this region, but will extend to the ends of the earth, because I am going to the Father. So when we talk about a greater year, this is what I'm talking about. So what I want to look at is a few things. that I've been spending time just thinking about this and working this piece of food out of my tooth. I just felt God was saying just a few things that, um, not exclusively, of course, but just a few things that I feel God is saying that Jubilee is going to see a greater, um, a greater impact, impact in. One of those, of those things is stories. Now, I, one of the things that I love about Jubilee is stories that, we've, that we're starting to hear. Not just from people that are preaching, but talking to different people, hearing what, what's been going on. Stories are so great, because you, you, can, you can relate to a story, can't you? That's why Jesus told so many parables, because people can relate to, to a, um, a, you know, a, a natural situation. So I believe in the coming year there's going to be a multiplication of stories that are going to be starting to come out in the, in the, the church. You know, back at the weekend, remember the weekend away in October? It was a great time, wasn't it? And one of the final, the final things that we did together is Paul preached that final message on the, on, the, on the other Sunday. He gave us all a post-it note, didn't he? Who still got the post-it note? I'm not going to shame anybody because maybe you haven't. But the person that I put on my post-it note was a lady called Sally. And Sally is a lady that I work with. And, um, you know, we've, we talk about people of, of peace. Sally is, that, is one of those people that you can literally talk about anything with. Um, she's you know, an older older lady. Um, and, you, you know, she's so natural to, to, speak, to, speak, to speak to. You can tell her, you talk about anything, really, and there's no, you know, nothing kind of phases her. So I started to pray for Sally. And on one day, we came into, into to work, and she was complaining about um, problems with, 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 with her back, um, couldn't sit for, for long, having to get up and stretch and things. So I remembered, actually, we've been told if somebody is, is ill or if somebody's struggling or in pain, you know, we're to, to pray for them. So um, I actually blamed, blamed Rob for this, because I went up to Sally, and I said, we've been told by our church leader that we, if somebody's ill, we have to pray for them. So sorry, Rob, you're taking the blame for that one. And then, and then, but then as I started to talk about, about problems with, with, with a back, it suddenly, God started to speak to me that this problem with a back wasn't a standalone symptom. It was a symptom of stress that she was going through with a marriage breakdown that she was currently experiencing. So as I started to talk to Sally about a back, I started to talk, said, like, Chesley, I don't think the, I don't think the back is the, is the, the problem. I think it's a symptom of the stress that you that you that you're under at the at the moment, and that's what I want to pray for you for. Um, that I just encourage that, that that she has a father that is 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 loving and really cares for and knows what she's what she's what she's what she's going through. Ended up in tears, which was a bit awkward, but um, 
But that's just one example of actually just by stepping out in a, in a little way, um, you start to see things happen. You still you start to see people impact impact Im, 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 impacted. You know, my, my job is a, I'm a financial consultant, so I have people that come and sit, sit in front of me, and I've got a captive audience. And often, um, I don't do it all, all the time, kind of you have to gauge it from, from people. Uh, but sometimes conversation will start to go down a particular direction. They will start to say things to me that are like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I had a customer come and see me once. He was a Muslim, a Muslim guy, and he came to see me, about about a mortgage because um, his 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 marriage was was then breaking was breaking 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 down. His wife was experiencing mental health problems. She was distancing herself uh, from him, and he was like, "I can't I can't live in that in that place anymore." That she was you know being really na- uh, nasty nasty to him. So he started to you know, he started to talk about mortgages, which were boring stuff. Um, but what I, what I then I said to him, and this is a question that. If, you, if somebody started to talk to you about things that are going on in the, in the life, a question that I often use, which kind of opens up things a little bit more, maybe for you to speak into, is ask, ask them, how does that impact you? you know, what, difference, what difference does it make to your life? What, you know, or something in that, in that, in that way. So this, this guy was telling me about um, his marriage breaking, 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 breaking down. So I says, what, you know, what kind of impact is that having on, on you personally? And he says, well, this isn't what I want. I don't want to leave my wife. I don't want the marriage to break, to break, to break down. So I said, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm Christian. I, you know, I pray. He'd already told me that he was a, he was a Muslim. So I said, you know, I pray. Can I, can I, can I pray for you? And he said, oh, I'd love you for to do, to do, to do, uh, to do, uh, to do that. So the meeting finished, mortgages and all boring stuff, and then, and then he went. And a few weeks later, I saw him in the, in the town. He then approached me. I didn't approach him. He came up to me and he said, thank you so much for your, for your prayers. My wife is so much better. And they weren't separating. They weren't having to do what they were doing before. He says, thank you, for, thank you for, um, uh, for praying. Now, both of those stories haven't yet resulted in somebody coming to faith in Jesus. But my job isn't to save anybody. Our job isn't to save anybody. Our job is just to share God. God with us, share those stories of what God has done, done among us. And I feel there's a real shift. When you talk to people generally, there seems to be a real shift in people's openness to spiritual things. I don't know if you find that these days, that where in, in the past maybe there was kind of a, just a complete block of anything spiritual was a no-go zone. I start to feel now that when you talk to, to people, actually there is a there's something there. There's something that is an interest that people like to talk about spiritual things. So I think um, as we as we move into the into 2020, that stories that we start to hear will start to come out of actually just started to talk about what what is going on in your own in your own life. Talk about your own faith. You know, step out and offering to pray for somebody. So what adventures is God going to take you on in the coming year, where stories are going to be um, are going to be told? The second, okay. How long have I got? I'll try and get into. Okay. So the second, <laughs> the second, the second thing I felt God is um, is kind of opening up 
um, where we're going to see greater, greater things is amongst our children and our youth. And I really feel this. This isn't me just saying this because I lead one of the detonate groups. This is something that I feel God has kind of waited on, on me, that what God is going to do in the coming year with our young people and our children is going to be significant and is going to be greater than it was in 2020. So Wendy, Tom, in the new, the new kind of roles there, you know, be encouraged and expect stories that are going to be told are going to be from our children and our young people. They're going to be coming and telling the stories of things that went on in the classrooms, talking about, talking about what happened with their friends in the playground, talking about even teachers that are engaging with them. So I really, really believe that um, some stories that we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to hear is going to be from our children and from our young people. You know, there's an old, an old, an old phrase, I'm sure we've all, all, all heard it, that children should be seen and not heard. I don't see that in the Bible at all. So, young people, I know our children are out in the groups, you are seen and you are heard. You are seen and you are heard. So, I want to encourage you, um, some young, young people, there's a couple of younger people. So, so, I'm talking to the back and this side briefly. So, yeah, I want to... En- I just felt God is going to encourage you. You know, at the moment, so social, social media has been had a positive impact on the world, but has it also a negative impact, especially on our young people, that it's all about how many, how many likes you get, how many shares you get. And, that, and we've seen the impact of how that affects the mental, mental health of people. I really feel that the impact of social media in that, in that era in that, in that way, is going to be reducing in, the coming, in the, coming, the coming year. So we need young people who know who they are, not compared to how many likes and all that kind of stuff, but know who you are and value that is in you, because that, that message and that belief that you hold, that value that you hold, is going to be an important message for 2020 as you talk to your friends who start to really get uh, suffer with this whole comparison and image thing that is, is going on. So I also want to encourage you, uh, young people and the children, if they can hear this afterwards, in that you know, there's real value in, in, in who you are. Your value isn't in who people say that you are or who you compare yourself to. Your value is in being sons and daughters of God, and you are heard and you are seen. <clears throat> so the third thing, this is the final um, Thing that I feel God is saying is going to be greater in. And we've already touched on it already this morning. I really feel that the influence of Jubilee is to be extended in 2020. Who here has ever had a felt a call or heard a, heard a call to go to another nation? Wow. So not for every, not for everybody, but I just felt for some, for some people, 2020 is the year where those words are going to grow some wings and they start to fly. So start to maybe explore some areas of how they, how this, this calling is going to be worked out, because I believe that the extension, in a geographical sense, of the impact of, of Jubilee is going to be growing. We've already, already heard today. Emily going off to the States in, in a week or so's time. You know, it's already started to happen you know, before I kind of did this. But I really feel that God is going to start to extend 
the influence of um, of Jubilee. Steve, Steve Wickin, when I was preparing this, I, I saw you, you know those flowery, um, like brightly coloured African tops that you, that you people wear? I saw you wearing one, mate. So I don't know if this, in the, in the coming year, that you can have an opportunity to visit Africa. I know your job sometimes is, is involved there. So whether this is, this is the year that you'll have a chance to, to visit, but not just to visit, but to take the kingdom with you and to impact the people that you may meet there um, as, you go, as you go along. So over, the, over 2019, we, had two, um, we heard of two prophecies. One was historic and one was in 2019, which is really about um, extending, extending the in, um, influence. We, we did a summer, a summer series of Julie Adams, Julian, Julian Adams's prophecy in 2014, and an excerpt from that, it says that God says that you will be a hub for many churches that will not only be in the stream that you work in, but into other, other particular streams. That there are partnerships that will cross boundary lines into Birmingham, that will cross the boundary lines into Kenilworth and Coventry and different places around the region. For I will give you a fathering voice of the church. And so know today that you are, see, that you are to see yourself as an apostolic or a sent community. We had Simon, Simon Holly with us in uh, July, and he had this vision of the, the well. And he said that I, this is then, but then as I saw it, I saw the picture zoom out, and there were numerous other wells dotted around. And I felt like there is something that God is going to multiply here. And then when Simon Holly came in December, um, when, when Paul was made an uh, elder, he said that we are to be a church who raises people to change the world. So I don't need to elaborate on that too much. It speaks for itself, doesn't it? I think the message is loud and clear that the impact and the extent of Jubilee is going to be extending not just to nations but into other parts in this, in this region as well. And not just in churches as well. I'm talking about in workplaces. I'm talking about offices. I'm talking about classrooms and playgrounds. I'm talking about homes, neighbours' homes. So I'm really hopeful and, and expectant that this, this greater 2020 is going to be involved and we'll, and we'll see a moving out, not just church in the four walls, but moving out into the, into the community. And then to finish, I just want to finish with this, that all of these, these, these things are great, but it is pointless and powerless without the Holy Spirit. And one of the, 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 the messages and one of the uh, encouragements that we've given over the previous, the previous year is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every day be filled with the Holy, the Holy Spirit. You know, when Jesus said these, uh, these things to, the, to, the, to his disciples, and he says, you'll only do these, these greater things because I am going to the Father. Jesus went on to say that, that when he, Jesus will send the Holy, the, Holy, the Holy Spirit because he is going to the Father. This is what Jesus was talking about here, that you will do these greater things because I'm going to the Father and I want to send the Holy Spirit. So we can feed and we can be filled with the Holy, the Holy Spirit. So we need to be going and we need to be being filled. That's not what I put on the thing, is it? Given for the going. That was quite a good thing. Catchy. But the Holy, oh, you know what I mean. And I just want to 
finish, um, before we go, we're going to break off into some, in, in, into groups and pray for each other um, in, in, a short, in a short while. But um, one of the things that I love doing is, is reading and, and hearing about what God has done in the past, which is encourages me and spurs me on to what God is going to do for the, the future. And there was a famous evangelist, a British evangelist in the late 19th, early 20th century called Gypsy, Gypsy, Gypsy Smith. He ministered in the UK and also into, into, into America. And somebody said to him once, he says, how do you have so much success when you go to a particular city to do, to do meetings? Why is there so much success when you're preaching? And this is what he replied. He said, what you do is you find a piece of chalk and you find an empty room. You go into the room, shut the door, then draw a circle on the floor with that chalk. You kneel inside the circle and ask God to start revival right there. So I just want to encourage us. You know, if we want to see God move, and God does want to move, by the way, and God has been, has been moving, we go, which we're being encouraged to do, and we get filled. We daily, we come and almost we kneel in that inside the circle. And we say, God, would you revive me today? Would you fill me today? Would you give me everything I need today to serve, to serve you? 2020 is going to be a greater year when we get filled daily with the Holy Spirit and intentionally look for opportunities to help people to encounter Jesus.